Welcome to the School of Calisthenics podcast with Tim and Jacko. Answering your calisthenics questions, helping you to redefine your impossible. If you want more great content from us, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And we've got a great YouTube channel where you can get in touch with us and ask your questions there. Let's get into these questions now. Welcome back to School of Calisthenics. This is our first Q&A session as part of our YouTube series. Um, first up guys, we'd really like it if you would send us in some questions. Jacko and I are here to, to give a little bit of uh, knowledge and some, um, some input from us on, on what we think about training. So it can be literally anything that you're working on, problems that you're having, all based around your calisthenics training, lifestyle, whatever it might be and we'll see what we can do in terms of giving you some, some ideas from us. Yeah, we're really excited about this, giving you something back. But before we get into the questions, just click subscribe so that you don't miss any of the free content that we've got coming for you. But we will start with, the question came in from um, Instagram from uh, Steve.t13. Uh, he's a guy who's been interacting quite a bit on Instagram and he's working on his human flag. He's got the Human Flag ebook and he's made great starts already, so keep an eye on him. Give him a follow, to be fair, guys. He's got some good training stuff going on. But he would like to know um, what we both train like, as in an example week for what it is, how we, what a week look like looks like for us. So, Tim. So I think this is a great question. It's one that comes up quite a lot. And I don't know what you guys will probably tell us whether you think I'm right or not, but sometimes I think that we are, because of what we do, people think we've got a perfect training week and my training week is far from perfect. It very much fits in around what I'm doing that week. Business and work for us is crazy. We have another business called One Athlete. We're training Paralympic athletes. That's a, that's a large amount of the time that we, that we put in and it's high performance sports, pretty fast paced. It's tiring, it's long days. So I would love to say that I get up in the morning, I do some cardio, I'm back in the afternoon for a strength session. I do that five, six times a week and I'm just getting gains all week long. The reality of it is, if I get three sessions in a week, then I'm doing pretty well. And, yeah. I, and it's really not, it, it can be as inconsistent as one strength training session, maybe one rock climbing session, I might get out for a run. Getting three structured sessions together um, is a challenge for me. And it's something I need to, to kind of try and fit into, a, into my diary. Especially now I've got a six week old little boy at home as well. He's not helping my training at all at the moment. Well, I think, because like from my point of view, people seem to think that unless they are doing like, five sessions a week, they're not gonna make any progress. Whereas, you know, like Tim said, sometimes it's like one session, two sessions a week. Um, when I was back playing rugby, we used to literally do one strength, during the season, one strength session on a Monday, we do a power session on a Wednesday, and that was it. And that was the only weights stuff that we did, everything else was rugby. Um, and I'm the same as Tim, struggled to get, sometimes I wish I had more structure to my training, but just the reality is that, um, that you just don't have the time to do that or a plan to do a session after you've just done like seven hours straight in the gym coaching people and you're just smashing you, you don't get anything good out um a couple of good tips from from us is have something in your back pocket uh, an easy session that you know you can hit some numbers some like what we'd call capacity strength work where you're hitting some pushing hitting some pulling hitting some core um that isn't going to like correct and need too much demand like cognitively or mentally but you can just bash that out 
Because I think one of the things that we've both struggled with before is when you're trying to work on like the complex stuff and you try and do that when you're tired, it's flipping demotivating when you go and you're working on, like I'm working on a single hand, a handstand at the moment, and if I'm not fresh when I do that, it's flipping awful. Mm. And then I go away feeling worse than when I started, whereas we want to finish training, we want to do it because we enjoy it, we want to do it because we feel better. Um, so we've got to make sure that we're setting ourselves up to succeed rather than necessarily fail. Yeah, definitely. that's a big thing for me. I think give yourself a bit of a break as well. I, I've definitely been into that, that phase of my life where I was getting training was going really well, and then all of a sudden work started to encroach. And anyone who's self-employed will know what this is like. But um, just don't beat yourself up about it. Don't give yourself a hard time because ultimately, like I'm not a professional athlete. I don't get paid to train. That is not my job. It's something that I do to support what I do in my lifestyle. I love it. But ultimately, where we've got our business ambitions and career ambitions and ambitions to, to be a father and friends and all that other stuff that we've got going on, like, you've got to sometimes just separate out what's important. Yeah. And, and I think putting, putting training in perspective, we do it because it's fun. Like as soon as it gets to the point where you're like, I'm hating having to go to train, I really don't feel like it. Just check where you're at with that, at that point, I think. Yeah. And I think that another, just one last, for me, like a trap we've fallen into before is trying to do everything at once. Mm. Like you can only tend to work on one or two things at a time, and Tim's been putting a lot of work into his muscle up at the moment. And when he when you see a muscle up at the workshops now, it looks flipping sick. Um, but if you're trying to do flipping everything at once, it can be a bit too much. So focusing on one or two things and then just let them progress, and then it's a little bit of a juggling act trying to keep everything else going. You know, we teach like muscle ups, uh, flags, handstands, and back levers at the workshops and trying to keep all four of those spinning at the same time sometimes can be difficult whilst you're trying to work on other things but and that'd be the same thing as you're going to try and put some conditioning work in your program so yeah. trying to get out for a run or get on your bike or and then get the strength gains that you want as well like you've got to prioritize things and again this idea that we can do all things at all times is just it's pretty it's pretty unrealistic for the majority of people so i, I think the, the take-home message is don't think that don't put anybody up in a person the perfect program doesn't exist because it's all based on what you can do at a given point in your lifestyle and your life's phase and where you're at and what other stuff you've got going on but train when you can train and when you can train hard you've got that block and the opportunity to smash it like go hard because you don't know what the next two or three months is going to be like um but we've also the last time is my, my last point is that sometimes you less is more like we talk yeah. some people get it other way and it's six days a week check out some of the blogs that we've written around this but you've got to rest you have to build that in so the perfect training week is also a balance of training and allowing space for recovery and adaptation as a result otherwise we never move forward hi jacko next question the next question comes in on email this time and it is from charlie hurley and he is asking, this is a common question we get all the time, it's one that really grinds my gears to in this one. <laughs> and it is about, um, and I need to not get, no, I don't get, I'm not getting mad. Um, it's we a like question, Charlie, don't we? Yeah, like, no, no, it's, 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 not, not it's, a, it's a question in terms of people's understanding about the fundamentals of what resistance training is. Um, because the question is about, um, do we do weights as well as calisthenics? And can you do, we had a question before, but can you do weights at the same calisthenics, at the same time as calisthenics or bodyweight work, like, or is it gonna, is it somehow going to mess the two gains up? Um, so can we do weights alongside calisthenics and what is the difference between Wait, weights and You've already climbed Tim. up on your soapbox, so <laughs> crack on. Oh, right. You want me to go? Okay. Okay, so um, it comes, can you do weights and calisthenics at the same time? Yes. Do we do weights and calisthenics? Uh, not really. Occasionally I'll pick up a weighted, like a rehab exercise if my shoulder's a bit niggly. Or you might do a little I've bit, a bit more lower body for lower, lower body yeah. stuff. Um, I don't even do any for lower body stuff at the moment. Um, just doing like pistols and shrimp squats uh, and box jumps and things like that. But the, the, the reason why you can or you don't have to is 
um, that it's resistance training and the body um, responds to the demand that you place on it. So that um, it comes down to me when I think about this, I go, that's a silly question you get at school of how much does 10 kilos of feathers weigh, Tim? Feathers are pretty light. Feathers are light. But how much would 10 kilos of feathers weigh? I'm going to stick out and get 10 kilos. It is 10 kilos, correct. <laughs> so like, whether, if you pick up a 10 kilo dumbbell, it doesn't matter, you don't ask the question, is a metal dumbbell better than a rubber dumbbell? It just depends if you're going to drop it or not. Yeah. Or you can have a dumbbell made, 10 kilo dumbbell made out of flipping feathers, it's still 10 kilos. <laughs> Great example. <laughs> but, and then the body will respond to that demand you place on it. So you start doing like some, some weighted, some movements with that 10 kilo, it's the resistance. So whether you're doing a, a chest press, or whether you're doing the press up, if the press up is mimicking the same action as um, the chest press, you're going to get the same adaptation. And the only thing we have to do with calisthenics in terms of um, how do we progress and regress is we just have to think outside the box a little bit. And that's where we use our tools and the locker in terms of if I want to make a press up harder, I can do something as simple as raising my feet up to make it more like an incline press so it's working the front of my chest. Um, if you can only do, if you can do 10. Uh, reps of a push-up and say you can do max 10 reps on bench press of 70 kilo then chances are your press-up is similar to a 70 kilo bench press the the difference or the one thing that we'd say about calisthenics is you get the chance to not be resting on a bench supporting you and isolating muscles we're actually working the whole chain at the same time so you've got to be able to control your trunk position if you're doing it correctly by getting that glute and core activation as well as controlling the rest of the body through the movement that you're doing. So we feel like there's, well not, that's, it's fact that there's, that is a benefit. Um, if you are just trying to get massive and you're a bodybuilder, then you need to isolate muscles, great, but that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, I think that's, that's what the point I was gonna make is, is the question for me is like, what do you want out of it? So I haven't done an upper body weight based session for the last three years. So I haven't done a military press, I haven't done a bench press, I've done nothing with a dumbbell. But we, we use weights to make dips more difficult or pull-ups and if, if that's kind of falls in the realms of our calisthenics. But uh, yeah, bicep curls and tricep extensions is not something that features in my program. And the reason for that is there's nothing wrong with those exercises, but the outcome that I want from those is, is different. So if I'm gonna work tricep extension so if i want to start to get some more tricep strength i want that to be far part of a functional movement pattern like a handstand push-up so to do that and because of how we see the body moving and, and how we see calisthenics being part of natural movement i need to integrate that movement or that strength pattern into a complex movement like a handstand push-up if i just get the biggest triceps in the world from doing tricep extensions i've got i think the, the crossover you're going to get into a handstand or vertical pushing bodyweight exercises is minimal because it's not integrated with how the shoulder is going to move so that for me is the outcome i want is calisthenics so there's no reason really for me to train outside of that uh, like Jacko says, yes, for some rehab stuff, and there's, we've got some information we want to put out around what we do in strength and conditioning for elite athletes around shoulder stability. We will use cable machines and, and um, lighter dumbbells for specific isolation exercises, and there's a big piece which we'll talk about yeah. in more detail in the time. For me personally, I've started putting more lower body load in there, just pistol squats and shrimp squats, I can do those, but I wanted something with a slightly higher intensity in there, so keeping back on with a little bit of Olympic lifting around the cleans to keep that movement pattern looking fresh, and I also am getting older. Um, so despite the young looks. Despite my young looks, which we'll come on to in a minute, but um, <laughs> I want to keep that explosive um, type two fast twitch kind of movement pattern, so plyometrics and some speed stuff, I want to hold on to that. I don't want to feel that just dropping off. Um, the, real, the reality though, going back to the previous question of 
how often it, it's difficult to try and then get all those things yeah. into your session yeah. during the week as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But with me trying to throw and like, get a decent leg session in there once a week um, is, is pretty much as, as it goes. I'm, I'm using lunges and patterns like that because what I want to do is make my stream squats better. So there's still an outcome. If I'm picking a weight, that I'm gonna, a weighted lower body exercise I'm going to do, I'm still thinking about what do I want for my calisthenics. I am way past the, for the yeah. point of worrying about how big my legs are and I've got to do 10 sets of 10 squats with a four second eccentric gym and volume training. I couldn't think of anything more boring to do in the gym. <laughs> Just picking up on that, like Tim's saying he's doing lunges because he wants to get better at his shrimps. Like the thing that's got me, got me well into calisthenics, I've always loved training, loved, loved lifting weights when I was playing rugby, but again, there was an outcome, like there was a game at the weekend. Um, having an outcome of, I want to get like better at like um, dips, for example, talking about the tricep, because I want to be able to do a handstand press up, because I want that outcome of being able to do that thing. Um, and yes, if you know, your triceps look a bit better as well as a, as a result of that, then great, but I want to be able to do the skill and the movement, and I like that challenge of, can I do this thing, and how am I going to train my body to be able to do it, rather than just isolating muscle groups just to try and look good. Um, Comes down to why. What do you want? Yeah. That's the answer. So do you use weights? Depends. What do you want out of it? That's the bigger question first. Yeah. And then when you know that, then you can decide whether weights are appropriate for your training program or not. And there is no, like, right, wrong, it is completely your preference. Do whatever you want to do, do what makes you happy, yeah. but just understand why you're doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Question master, David, <laughs> self-titled. Please uh, share with us what the next question okay, is. Okay, the next question is from Fit Addict Gem uh, on Instagram, who's also a part of our virtual classroom. Um, Hi, about that later. Hi, Gem. She came to work with Swindon the, the, week, the other weekend. Super excited about the back lever now. Yes. Well, so her question is um, about being excited. She's excited about all the different moves that she wants to learn. Um, and she's got a load of our ebooks and working towards them. But realistically, she knows she's a beginner and she wants to know what should she be focusing on for calisthenics. She's narrowed down, rather than being excited about doing everything, she says she's narrowed down to handstand and human flags, but knows that she needs to build um, strength. And what do we recommend as a beginner? Some of this comes back to training background. So what what currently side kind of like capacity you've got already um, when you come into calisthenics? And I think there's two main things that I think that beginners should focus on. The first one is play. Just get used to moving in different ways. Try some handstand kickups and get comfortable being upside down. Do some stuff around a human flag because it feels cool and you really want to work towards it. Get that sort of nailed. Do some skin the cat exercises on the on the rings. Just start to teach yourself a bit more physical literacy. Like how am I going to move? What are these different positions yeah, feel there's like? There's a bit of spatial awareness. Like when we started yeah. going upside down again as adults, like that feels a bit weird at first. Conquering some of the nerves of actually looking like a back leave and going look at the arms position. How do I even get into that? It's actually yeah. not that scary once you get through it. So that's the first thing. Play. Have a couple of objectives. I think it's great that she's now those down and two two goals. And the, the the second thing is capacity strength so many people aren't strong enough so we're worried about whether we can do human flags or whether we can do muscle-ups how many pull-ups can you do like three well there's your focus like and it's not a bad thing I'm not being critical about that but it's just people bypass that because they think they want to kind of finish this end goal we're actually we, we have this phrase like earn, your, earn the right to progress we're talking strength We've got to get strong yeah um, and so Tim if I would I be right thinking if we were saying some like basic core uh, basic capacity strength going like uh, push-ups and dips and then things like for pulling, push-ups, uh, pull body weight rows, 
and then some of the core exercises like hollow rocks, leg lowers, yeah, dead yeah. bugs. All that, so we put together a free beginner's garden. There's loads of good stuff in there which you can just get stuck into. So you can find it on the website. It doesn't cost anything. Well, it's can, just a starting point. You can actually just, actually just click there and you'll get it. <laughs> it's magic, free. magic. Get it. But yeah, just get stuck into some of that stuff. And, and we're big believers that there is no magic number. If you're going to do 10 pull-ups, that doesn't mean you're automatically going to unlock level two and the muscle that becomes available like on Call of Duty or whatever. Like, just, it's, it's not that simple. You can work towards some of those skills when you play time. But as a beginner, get strong, but keep it exciting. Do stuff which makes you happy. Again, like training's fun. So keep it keep it fun. Yep. It is anonymous. I can't even really anonymous. say anonymous. 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 I can't really say that word very well. Um, anyway, it is about it was touched on earlier about Tim's boyish looks and some people can't believe that um, his age. I won't tell you what his 37 age. November. He told you. Born nineteen eighty. Um, looks seventeen. And uh, the I'm question, actually young, uh, older than Jack. Yeah, he You wouldn't know. No, but I'm hiding my grey hair. Anyway, <laughs> the question was, what skin cream, if any, uh, do you use? And this is a free plug for probably anybody out there with. Yeah, so there isn't a secret. I literally look. I've, looked, I've been Damn at it. this baby face since the young age. I think there is, and he's lying. I was. The, never tell me. I ask him every day. I was the guy. Tell me a secret. I was the guy who couldn't go to the pub for a beer until I was 18. I had to carry my passport around with me to get in. Still happens now. I've almost got ID for a bottle. Even when you're not leaving the UK? Um, it depends where I'm going. But um, I need yeah, to take my so passport when I'm going on holiday. I'm going to put this out there because it's, it's the 21st century and I'm not afraid to say that I like a little bit of moisture. Oh, it's come out! It's come out! Is it coconut oil? No, it's not. So the product that I use is by Bulldog Natural. You said natural there was products. no product! What do you mean? I don't, I don't, I don't, I've looked like this since before I used moisturiser. And I lived in the hot countries for like three years as a scuba diving instructor. Like, I should be sunbaked and wrinkly now, but my giveaway is my crow's feet. So when I smile, next time you see me smile, I'm not going to do it now because I'm so conscious. <laughs> or I might get Botox between now and then, but you'll see that there's some lines in here. But I just think that's because I've had a good time. I've laughed a lot. Yeah. So it's not like I'm, I'm all right with it. But okay. yeah, no special secret. Please. I wish I could have said something for that. I would have gone like, I put margarine on my face every <laughs> morning, mixed. <laughs> Mixed with cumin and turmeric, and that is the secret. But yeah. Um, so, uh, so that we can start raising enough money so Tim can afford to have Botox on his face. Oh, it made me laugh now. Yeah. You see it. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you've enjoyed it, guys, we'd really appreciate a five-star review on iTunes. And if you want to put a one-star one on, that's also fine. But we'll just delete it. <laughs> Until next time, class dismissed. <laughs>